Coaches Podcast. On this week's episode, we're chatting with VJ Geronimo, the CEO of Oris North America, about a couple of Oris's newest releases. We start off with their newest release, the Oris Carries Fort Reef Limited Edition, and then move into their other new release, which is their newest Diver 65 chronograph, or their Holstein 116th Anniversary Limited Edition Diver 65 chronograph. And then we finish off the episode with talking about how their Momotaro collaboration came about and how it looks on their newest Diver 65. I know you all enjoy, and stay tuned for a special announcement. Hey everyone, it's me again. Sorry to throw you for a loop, but I do have a special announcement from all of us here on the Whiskey and Watches podcast. As of today, we're launching a new site to accompany the podcast called zeitzwatches.com. That's Z-E-I-T-Z watches.com. On it, you'll find everything from new releases to in-depth reviews to all of your favorite Whiskey and Watches podcast episodes. I know you'll enjoy it. It's been a blast to make and stay tuned because I'm sure exciting things will be right around the corner. Welcome everybody to episode 23 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, this is a big episode for us. You know, we kind of hinted that we would have uh, some more stuff with Oris uh, later on in a couple of previous episodes. And uh, we're sitting here with VJ Geronimo, uh, CEO of Oris North America, uh, to talk about some new releases, uh, which is really, really awesome. So thank you so much for joining us, VJ. It's, it's great to have you on. Thank you guys for having me. It's great to be here. So Awesome. Well, you know, as everybody knows, we, we start out with a, a wrist check and a, and a drink check. So uh, I will let our guest go first. VJ, what do you have on your wrist and what are you drinking? On my wrist, I have the Carl Bashir Chrono, the original Carl Bashir bronze um, three hand. So um, I've been wearing this watch during COVID. Um, so his motto was, it's not a sin to get knocked down. It's a sin to stay down. So I thought it was appropriate for what's all what's going on. So that's why I've been wearing that. Yeah. And I'm drinking, um, I'm drinking a rye whiskey. It's a Sagamore Spirit out of Baltimore, so it's uh, it's good. I, I just got the bottle not too long ago. It was given to me. It was a gift, and uh, it's really good. So nice. Yeah. All right, Buzzy, what have you got? All right. So I'll I'll start out with my drink. A lot of times I'll drink Costco whiskey, but no, I, I busted out the Lafroig. <laughs> High oh, class in honor of our high class guest. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You don't know me that well. <laughs> we'll know a little bit more by the end of this episode, I'm sure. That's right. That's right. Um, so with that, I have the only F-22 that can fit on your wrist. The Oris <laughs> Big Crown Pro Pilot X on. It is a phenomenal watch. I've had it uh, for the past week. And I can go into more detail later, but it's, it is a very impressive, very impressive watch. And I'm not bitter at all about it that you're wearing it and not me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he reminds me of that via text. <laughs> a lot. It gets old actually after a while. I'm sure it does. <laughs> Sure, you could trade back to each other, right? Yes. Oh, we will. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. And like, I, I'm just over yeah. here pretty with the the Diver 65 chronograph. You guys, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, I'm in. I'm, I'm off scot free over here. Um, but um, 
yeah so i'll 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 also start with what i'm drinking here um i recently made um whiskey slash bourbon run so i'm treating myself to a couple different things tonight but um I uh, just finished off with last of Larceny, and I'm working on just the regular old Buffalo Trace right now, um, and then maybe some Willet Pot still stuff later on in the evening. We'll see how the night goes. Um, but on my wrist, I have, um, and without a doubt, my absolute favorite ores that you all make, which is the Diver 65 Chronograph, um, and it's it's awesome, to say the least, and <laughs> I'll get into it. Definitely later on in the episode, especially since you're wearing the the Carl Brashear edition, so we can um, go into that. But yeah, it's it's an it's an awesome watch. Um, yeah, and I'll definitely get into it later on in the episode. But uh, Spence, what about you? What are you wearing? What are you drinking? So you mentioned two whiskeys that I actually have in stock right now. So I, you know, I I've had the the Willet Pot still, which we've talked about. I've been drinking on oh, a couple other episodes, but it's, it's amazing. I was, it's really good. Yes. Um, but I was up in. Northern Indiana visiting some family the past weekend. And I, when we went to the grocery store, I made sure I went to the one that I knew had the best liquor selection. And, you know, I've been talking about how I can't find Buffalo trace down here and we're, you know, an hour plus give or take away from the distillery and I can't find it anywhere. Well, and I go up to Martin supermarket in Granger, Indiana. Oh, there I got some Buffalo (laughs) trace. And it was essentially like, it was priced like it was on clearance. They had cases of it. I'm like, I can't find a single bottle anywhere in Cincinnati, but I can come up here and I could buy like 20 of them if I wanted to. I didn't, I bought one. And then I also got a, uh, a Basil Hayden's that was again on super sale for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, I made myself a Buffalo trace Manhattan and I am really enjoying it. Um, that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. Thanks for letting Um, us know while you were there. Um, you know, would have been, would have been nice. To, to pick up a bottle or two for your friends. Evan clearly has the hookup down here because he's got some and he hasn't left the state. It is, it is a simple algorithm. Well, I guess I have. I've gone across the river to Northern Kentucky. But well, it's a simple count. algorithm. You know, you just go to the scariest, sketchiest liquor store you can. They'll have cases of it. 100%. I think I've, I've shared that tidbit to, on uh, a previous episode. You have. Episode. Yeah. You have. And then yep. on my wrist, uh, I've been wearing it the past couple of days. I've got my uh, my Seiko Turnograph on that I just got a couple of, about a month ago. So enjoy right. wearing it. Still still super jealous of, of Buzz right now. Um, <laughs> but what are you going to do? Um, so now that we've back. got – yeah. yeah oh, well, yeah, no, that's going to happen. Don't worry. We've talked about it. <laughs> i got to just arrange a, a, a date to pick it up. Um, well, anyway. Cheers, John. Yes. Cheers, cheers John. Yeah, thank you very cheers much. Hey, this is a, this is a fa- this is a, this is I've been excited for this for the last few weeks. So it's 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 crazy that it's actually wow. happening. Um but why don't we go ahead and start VJ give us a little bit about your background. I know you've been in the industry for a while with a couple of different brands. Um you know, why don't you tell us kind of how you got started and then um kind of get us to to where you're at in Oris and then I think we got a couple other fun things to talk about. Sure. Um I've been I've been in the watch world probably most of my career, so since like 1993. So different brands. I've been with Oris. I've been the CEO of Oris for 10 years. So it'll be 10 years this month coming. So um, yeah, and it's a great it's a great company, great place. It's a great opportunity, and I really enjoy it. So, um, but I've worked for um, I worked for a company prior to Oris called uh, what was called the LGI Network at the time. They did a lot of market research statistics and things like that, the NPD now. Um, and then before that, I worked for Victorinox for a few years. And then I was with the Movado Group for many years as well. So that's been my my journey. But by far, Oris is my favorite, of course. 
Um, <laughs> and I really, you know, I really, um, I identify and I really enjoy the people I work with. Um, I have a great team of people here in the U.S. and Canada. Um, I have great support, great, you know, great friends over in Switzerland and, and Rolf Studer and Claudine, who are our co-CEOs, um, great people, our Carzago, our executive chairman. So it's really just a family. It's a, it's a real big family. So um, it's great. So nice. Really love, love the brand and love doing what I do. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, you said you've been with them for, for 10 years. I think one of the things that we're all kind of curious about um, is, I guess, how what trends have you seen in the industry over the last 10 years? I know, you know, I'm just trying to think back. I've, I've really kind of been into watches for the last about three. I, I've been aware of them, you know, for, for quite a while, you know, seeing, you know, different different people with different, you know, whether you're boarding an airline yeah. and see a, see a, a pilot with a Breitling on a Navitimer, things like that. I mean, aware that these things are, are tools and, and instruments and, and, and luxury items, but really only kind of been in it the last three years. I'd be curious is to, it seems like it's almost come full circle from, you know, large, large watches, you know, very big flashy to kind of almost going a little bit more vintage and, and, and things like that. So I guess what trends have you seen and what's been the most interesting thing over the last 10 years? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you've seen uh, certainly like in the industry, you know, when different markets were different, certain brands, like many brands catered to certain like parts of the world, they, they catered all their new product to different things. So watches got smaller for a bit, then they got bigger again. And, and then, you know, things like that. Obviously, the vintage trend has certainly been something you've definitely seen um, over time. You know, we we like to think we were on the forefront of that back in 2015 with the first original Diver 65. So that was something that, you know, kind of uh, really in that watch for us was, was something really cool and, you know, put us in a place. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing that you've seen with the industry and kind of what's happening besides sort of the products themselves is, is people like yourselves. It's the enthusiasts of the, of the industry kind of, the industry coming close to, to people like that before, you know, if you were a watch enthusiast, maybe you got a, a watch magazine or something, you read that. But now with the advent of social media and the way that, you know, Instagram particularly is and, and that sort of thing, watch enthusiasts have a voice and that voice is being projected out. So all of a sudden now there's this community of people. And I think what you've seen is really the connection of people in various places through different things, through, you know, groups like Red Bar and, you know, enthusiast groups that started like that and just people with, you know, consuming watch content because it's, you know, people love watches and, and now with the, you know, the way it's being put out there, I think that's really something that's changed a lot over, over the time and, and in the past 10 years, especially, you know, in the past, I'd say in the past four years, especially. So it's, um, it's been, it's been good, but, and also, um, the micro brands too. Like I think the advent of micro brands into the industry, kind of the barriers to entry and people being able to put some of that stuff out. So I think that's, uh, you know, you see, you see things like that. So it's, it's good. You know? So to me, it's interesting that you immediately go to the relationship between the enthusiasts and the companies that, that that's, that's where your answer lies when you talk about trends. Um, I don't think there's much debate. You guys are among the most connected of, of the traditional watch brands, the traditional Swiss brands to, to enthusiasts. Um, you know, there's just this really great community oriented um, 
attitude on your guys's part. And I was reflecting on that earlier today. Um, you know, knowing that you or the have been the only North American CEO of Orish when you started the subsidiary there. Um, was that an attitude that you chose to foster right away? I mean, how, how did you guys come up with that? Is the, the parent company similar? Or? It, it wasn't really, I mean, we're all similar in terms of how we approach things. I think, you know, the company's very independent. So we have a very much an independent spirit. Um, we always like to say we could be ourselves, right? We, we don't have to be anybody we're not. We, we could just be ourselves as people. And that's kind of, I think, what allowed us to kind of do that. And I think, you know, when you think about the enthusiast community, I'll tell you, when I started with Oris, there were people in the industry that didn't even know what Oris was. Like people would be like, what? You know, retail people, like people that, you know, carry watches and deal with watches didn't know the brand at all. So um, one of the things that just with with enthusiasts and meeting enthusiasts, like Oris is one of those brands that enthusiasts always know, you know, are always new. Even back when, you know, a lot of people will tell you, hey, Oris was my first watch or my first, you know, even collectors that have, you know, very expensive watches and things, they'll tell you my first good watch, my first mechanical watch was an Oris or something like that. So the company's always had this reputation of making good product over time. And I think that that connection or that kind of identification as now we started just doing more things with people and it, and honestly it just happened organically it was just more like we started doing it and and i always thought you know when you go into an enthusiast plate you know you deal with people and they're like yeah we love oris and it's like wait you know what oris is you love oris you know it's like then you just attract and you're happy you know you're you're happy to show things and i've always had the philosophy with enthusiasm you know with the with the community that you know there's a lot of things that go on and you know, in the New York area, obviously there's, a, you know, it's the epicenter for like brands. A lot of brands are based there. A lot of things happen. So New York has a great collector community and a lot of brands may do things in New York or you see them doing more things in New York. Um, but I always was the, of the thought that we should do things, not just in New York, we should do things among different places and among different people and let, because people want to see the product. People want to experience the product. So we started doing things with the collector community very early on. And just, you know, just going out and it wasn't anything really formal. It wasn't any, it was just having a beer, having a meeting, meeting in a place, showing some product, having some drinks, like that sort of thing. And I think really that, that, um, you know, that, that was the philosophy and that's what got us into that, into that side of it. But it was also the independent side of the brand. Like, you know, some brands, you have to go through five layers of red tape to even have this conversation, right? Um, to be able to have a conversation like this with you guys, right? So we don't we don't have that where we we have a very free spirit, very free, independent thinking that we can you know we could do whatever you know whatever we we like and that you know and that's what we did. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but you know, and you guys have been you guys being enthusiasts and the community have been very gracious to us as well, and 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 it's very much appreciated. And we love you know talking, we love hearing you guys talk, we love feedback, we love that sort of thing. And we try to take the feedback seriously and, and build it into products and do things that people want and, and see. So I think that's, you know, it, it's a great thing among all of us. So, um, so I'm going to jump right in. Uh, you, uh, this is dropping on the, the 29th or the 30th. We haven't decided yet, but that is after the embargo releases on your new carries Sport limited edition. 
Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? We've seen some images. Uh, it looks pretty stellar. Um, it'd be really cool to see one of these in person because that dial looks like it really pops. And the orange orange band that you guys have it on, I think that's just a really neat touch, but it's like a coral or like it, it goes really well with, I think what the limited edition is, is supposed to be doing, if, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely. So um, the Carl, that watch that carries for it, um, that's the steel version of a watch. It's a 2000 piece limited edition. Um, it's an Aquas GMT. Uh, it's coming on a bracelet and on an orange rubber strap, as you saw. It has a multicolored bezel to it, which is also something unique. Um, and we, if you guys remember earlier in the year in January, um, we launched the gold version of that. It was a solid gold 50 piece limited edition. Mm -hmm. um, and then now this is the steel version, um, you know, 2000 piece edition. Um, working with it's carries Fort is a reef in the Florida Keys. Um, we work with the Coral Restoration Foundation. They're someone we've worked with for a number of years, actually since 2014. Um, and what those guys do is it's a grass, very much a grassroots organization. It's grown a lot in the, in the past time, the past five, six years. But, but what they do is they grow coral in coral nurseries in the ocean. They basically plant trees that look like PVC, almost like TV antennas. If you've ever seen an old TV antenna with multiple things on it and they plant them in the, they have a mechanism where they put them into the ocean and they put pieces of coral on them and then the coral grows. And as the coral grows, they move it further, further on down the pipes to the bottom. And then at the bottom, it's ready to be harvested. They take the, they take the coral itself and then they basically replant it into the reef. So they epoxy it and sort of sew it into the reef and that helps regenerate the reef. So the work they do, it's very, much it's very hands-on it's very you know they they use a lot of manpower they have a lot of volunteers they have um, a big internship program that sort of thing but they're like the world's leaders in this this technique and this technology to help restore the reef so um you know very much what we do we've been doing a lot of conservation projects for you know over you know over over a decade we've been doing it not you know, we, it's always been part of the company of who we are, um, not necessarily, you know, because now it's become in in style or whatever. A lot of people are kind of turning to this stuff. Um, but but and the CRF, they're great people. So we did the staghorn back in 2017. If you saw that that piece, mm -hmm. remember that piece. And then this piece now that the carries for it is uh, is really cool. It's one and it's like one of their cornerstone projects they've worked on it for about five years they planted over thirty thousand corals into the reef and really did it so um it's just one of the many projects they work on but um it's named after after that project so yeah and that that's so phenomenal that you know i i have a hard time getting grass to grow in parts of my yard right and these people <laughs> <laughs> these, these people are doing underwater gardening, right? Strapping on scuba tanks and uh, exactly growing, growing coral. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Exactly, and and you know, we did when we did the one last time. We did a we took a trip down there, and we actually we actually were able to, you know, took some of the press people, um, and we were able to go and dive. You know, those who could dive dove. You know, scuba um, scuba dove. And then those who couldn't, they snorkeled, but we all were around and kind of watching the whole process. And it was really very enlightening. It was very much an experience, very much a connection to 
the work that was actually being done. And it really, um, that was one of the best trips we ever did. Um, and it's, it's really something that still lingers to the day, to this day, you know, that really kind of people gravitate towards and really, uh, talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that, um, initial, uh, gold limited edition, that, yeah. that was a stunner. And, yeah. uh, I'm it sure was. That, <laughs> I, yes. I'm, I'm sure that they appreciated the, uh, the three watches that you, you gave yeah. them to, to raffle off. Yeah. And uh, likewise, I'm sure these proceeds are um, going to be a really great source of support for, for their org. Definitely. And, you know, the gold piece was something that when we talked about it, you know, people see that watch and they're like, oh, you know, some some nace, you know, you always have naysayers to different things you do. And people are like, oh, my God, it's a $19,000 Oris. They're making is that their price point? That's not their price. No, that that wasn't really what this was about. We made that watch because when we did the first version of the, when we did the Staghorn, we auctioned off a couple pieces and they raised a lot of money for the organization. So in thinking about a second one for them, this is where this came in. We wanted to make something very exclusively, you know, very exclusive that would do well at an auction environment and something that was just really, really cool. And that's why we made the gold piece. That was the rationale behind it. It wasn't about, you know, we're moving up in this price point and it's this, this, it was more of the, this is special for this reason. And that's, and that's why we did it. So, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been good for them too. So it's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. one, one thing about naysayers, I, I, I don't think that they sell many watches anyway. So what do they know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. And everybody, you know, and, and everybody has an opinion and, and you take, you take everybody's feedback into consideration. You look at things and you, you know, you consider and do those things and, you know, um, you know, everybody has that, everybody has that in their world, right? Everybody has people that agree and people that don't, don't agree. And, you know, it's not good to surround yourself with people that agree all the time either. Right. So you want to like, you always want to have that constructive feedback, but you know, I, I always want to answer. <laughs> I want to, <laughs> I want to come back and give an answer, you know, as to why. So you understand, and then maybe you feel differently because when you understand the rationale behind it, you know, so, yeah. Well, you know, speaking of those limited edition, you know, releases that you did um, in all gold, you know, you guys also came out with one this past week that has been, you know, a little bit covered, but, you know, I I would <laughs> love to get your thoughts on it. Um, but you, you released your Holstein or Holstein uh, limited edition uh, chronograph um, in almost all bronze, save yep. for the clasp and the case back. Um you know, and that's that is the first Swiss made watch or in watch in general that, you know, maybe I don't really know. But I'm just going to assume because I'm sure not a lot of people are going to make the whole thing out of bronze. Um, but the only <laughs> like the first watch made completely out of bronze, you know, case and bracelet all included. Um, you know, can you can you give your thoughts on like how that design process came about and maybe what you had to do with it? Sure. Um you know, that watch, obviously, you love the Diver 65 chronograph that's right up your, right, right in your wheelhouse there. 100%. In, uh, <laughs> in, all, in all bronze. No, and it's been, it's been a great piece for us. It was, um, you know, celebrating our, Holstein is, is the town which our company was founded. We're still in today. It's where our factory is. Um, and it was something that we wanted to launch, something that was really, um kind of unique and different you know we're not the company that's going to make an all gold you know necessarily an all gold watch like that that's mm -hmm. you know you know and that 
kind of showing the differences between the two things, right? The other goal was for a certain purpose. This was not something we were necessarily going to put out there. And so we wanted to do something really cool. We've had a lot of bronze, um, a lot of success with bronze. We've worked with it in, you know, since the Carbashir. And then we've, you've seen it in a lot of our pieces. You've seen it in our Diver 65 top rings. You've seen it in our, you know, big crown pointers. So it's been something that we've, we've had a lot of success with. We did a Bico 65 last year, which was, had the bronze links down it. And really the more that we use that, we found that people didn't really have issues with it. It, you know, the bronze we were using, you know, it's not for everybody, of course, in terms of skin and, and what have you, but we didn't have it. So we wanted to do something really bold and really unique and really personal for someone. Right. So I think the owner of a bronze watch, it kind of patinas in the way that you use it. It becomes very unique to you and how you are and what you do with it and what you, you know, so we wanted something that was there that was bold. It was our first, we'll call it edition that was available only in Oris retail channels. So throughout the world, we have a number of boutiques um, that we sell in. We have our own e-shop that we sell in online. Um, but unlike many brands who do like a boutique edition, um, we don't, we wanted to also include our, our authorized dealers, our ADs. So we made an option that if you're a consumer, again, leaving it up to the consumer, if you're a consumer and buy that piece and want to get it delivered to your local AD whom you are comfortable with to do business with, you can you have the option to do that as well. So if the if the AD wishes to participate in that sort of program, so that's kind of how that nice. that how how that works. Yeah, but the watch itself is is phenomenal. It has the bear on the back of it, which everybody loves to work there. First watch yep. we did with that. So yeah, we had we had a uh, yeah, really cool reaction. And uh, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the social media on it and in different places and such. So it's good. Yeah. I mean, I love the black subdials on that too. Just the, the overall look of that. It it it's not unlike anything you guys have ever done, but to see that the warm color of the bronze with the the gold um dial and the black sub it's it's just such a sharp looking watch i mean i think that is that's i'm gonna really be interested to see how the folks who end up with those like seeing those on instagram seeing how those patina over time seeing how they all look different while being the same watch that's gonna be pretty neat yeah no it's it's uh it's on you know the reaction has been great and uh yeah the look of it and even just some of the pic even the the initial pictures you've seen now with people and the patina of it, that sort of thing. Um, I was talking with the Red Bar folks last night. We did a we did an IG live with with them about patina. And Kathleen of Red Bar is one of the. She's a fanatic for the Oris Bear, so she wanted to have <laughs> one. So she has one of those. And yeah, we're just it's it's amazing to see it and how it's uh, how it's going and, and what it's doing. So it's good. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and I've... and you can see. I mean, I know. Those of you listening can't see at the moment, but you know this Carbashir <laughs> that I've had. I've had my Carbashir since 2016. I have not cleaned it. I have not done anything. So the you know the patina on it is is good. It's hold on, let me take it off so you can see it a little better. But you know it's decent. It doesn't. It's not overly yeah. green or anything like that. I don't swim with it. It's still on its original leather strap. Um, but but you can see how it is. But then there are some people that go swimming with it, put it in salt water, it turns green. They, but they, and they like that and it's cool. Yeah. And it's something, you know, so it's just, it's just very unique. So 
Yeah, the the Statue of Liberty uh, enthusiasts get get, get that green exactly. patina going. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say like one of the, the one of the hottest debates these days when it comes to watches is you know of course the two tone craze is like you know all you know people are debating that, but also you know bronze is in there too. Um, and people are saying, like, you know, whether it's going to be one of those things that you know, dies out or it, like, continues on, we don't really know at this point. But, like, what you said earlier, like, if you're looking for a watch that is, like, one that you want to become, like, your own watch, you know, save scratches and stuff like you would normally get on a regular stainless steel watch, like, bronze will shape the way you wear it. Like, that patina will be completely yours and yours alone, which is one of the cool factors, I think, with bronze. Very much, very much. And there, you know, and there's some people that just are like, I need my watch to be clean. They're very, you know, yeah. very much about it. But yeah, certainly those, uh, yeah. I think most people really enjoy that, that, that factor of it and the way it works and the way it, it patinas like that. So. Oh, definitely. And I, I mean, I like the use of it in the, in the bezels of the Diver 65, the couple of the additions that you've done with that. You know, I, I think it adds a, a nice warm color to the bezel. It makes it a little bit different than just, you know, a kind of a standard, um, just standard, you know, stainless steel bezel or aluminum bezel will insert things like that. I mean, I think it's, it adds a warmth to the watch and I know it's going to patina a little bit over time, but I feel like using it in the bezel or using it in the, I, I guess it is still technically a bezel on the, on the big crown pointer date. Um, you know, the little, the, but it, it, it adds just that pop of that warmer tone that you right. don't get out of stainless steel. And I think that, I think that's absolutely fantastic from a design standpoint, because I've, I've been more attracted to stainless or to two-tone watches a little bit. I'm, I'm one of those, who's, I don't want to say I've been bitten by the bug, but I, I like the look <laughs> in, in, in a certain kind of restrained way. Yeah. And I think the bronze bezels on those, both of those watches are phenomenal. It's a way to add that touch of that gold tone without it being, oh, this is a, this is another price point that's up a certain level. Or something. It, it's, it's a great way to kind of, to kind of mix that colorway in without it being too yeah. flashy and look at me, if you will. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's very orus for us. Like that's very much, mm -hmm. you know, that was very much part of that too. It was about the price point, very much keeping the price point in, in a good place and doing something, doing something bold and doing something unique, but also, you know, keeping those factors in mind. And, you know, that's where, that's where it definitely came from. You know, it definitely contributed a lot to it. So it's funny i mean the the bronze on on these diverse 65s uh to me it, it just moves me a lot more than like other bronze watches like it, i'm i'm a lot more excited and i'm not sure whether it's because the sizing and everything else is just spot on and then you've got this added variation but it, it excites me in a way that like a, a black bay bronze does not um yeah that's nice. That's nice to hear. I've I've got a friend at uh, work who has a, a diver sixty five bronze and and he adores it. It was funny when you were talking earlier uh, about you know people that oh uh, well my first watch was a Norris and you know now they've got these these giant uh, um, collections. It, it's funny. He's actually uh, the the opposite. He. He bought a uh, a Rolex GMT Master, not right. two, but Master, the original. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, when when he was uh, uh, vacationing for his honeymoon, and uh, he's got a second gen Planet Ocean, uh, and he picked up last year picked up the the Diver sixty five, 
and well, I mean, we don't see each other now because people are still remote, but I never saw those other two watches. He was always wearing that 65 and uh, he, so he, he also said that if you have, um, if you ever come out with the diver 65 with a display back, he'll probably buy another one. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that that's one of the few that, do, that does not have the display back. Cause it has the old, the old ORS logo on it on the, on mm-hmm. the back, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of a part of it, but okay. That's interesting. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I, I find... yeah, I'm go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, the diver 65 in general is the watch that really speaks to, I think, you know, a lot of people have identified with that. And that really was a, was a watch that really took us and brought a lot of attention to Oris among, especially among the watch community and among people that, that, that watch really propelled us into a place that was, uh, you know, that really great. And still today in all the variations of it that you've seen and all the things we've done with it, the colors, the, the bezels, the, this or that, you know, the collaboration pieces, it's, it's done phenomenal. You know, it's still holding true and it's still over time, you know, it's still desired and people still want more versions of it and different things. And it's, so it's been, uh, yeah, it's been really, really good. So, I mean, I just, I, it was funny because you sent us two very, the, the two watches that we wanted to see were two very different watches, which I find <laughs> interesting from an enthusiast perspective. And it kind of showcases, you know, the, the technology and the things you guys are able to do on, you know, looking forward, but also this very vintage inspired diver 65 piece. And the thing that I'm going to talk a little bit about on both of these pieces is how awesome both of those bracelets are. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about those. I mean, if you're looking for an old, an older style kind of riveted lightweight, but still substantial, like that, that was the closest thing I can imagine to, and I've handled a few, not very many older Rolex divers and other vintage divers types that bracelet on the diver 65 with the taper and the riveted and the riveted um, links reminds me so much of that. And what attracts me to, to that watch more than a lot of others is I'm still very hesitant to go down the vintage path because they're a little bit more expensive parts, service, all that kind of stuff is fine. It's tough to find at times. The Diver 65 really speaks to, it's got that great vintage aesthetic in the 40 millimeter size. It's a great size. You guys really nailed the bracelet on that. It's like, if you want something that you know is going to be reliable, but has that vintage vibe and feel that to me, the way you guys did the bracelet, I mean, really the whole watch, it reminds me a lot of, I want a diver from 40 years ago, but I want to be reliable. This, this is where I should be looking. And that's exactly, and that's exactly the point, right? We wanted to make something that was true to the original, the way it looked, the way it felt, obviously um, it had aluminum, you know, top ring to it. So we wanted to somewhat keep that updated with a bubble sapphire crystal, you know, a little more, but bringing it, bringing it forward, but still staying true. And I think, you see that in the 65, you see that in the, in the big crown pointer dates, mm-hmm. um, you see a similar sort of design philosophy about it and how to, how to take something vintage, but, but bring it, bring it up to date, bring it up to today. And uh, no, and I think we, the bracelet of those, of that piece always gets, you know, people love it as much, just as, as you're describing it, the rivets, the way it tapers and just how true it is to the original and how, just how much it looks, you know, and that's, it's it yeah it's certainly we we hear that a lot and thank you very much for 
you know, recognizing and saying that. And, you know, when you feel it and you feel the passion in it, you, I see the passion in your voice or I hear the passion in your voice in the way, it, the way it goes, you know? So it's, it's, it's nice uh, that we can create something like that. And the beauty of us is we're a 116 year old brand. So we have, we had this heritage, we had this history we're not, you know, a 10 year old company just trying to make up things in the past. We're, we're a very long standing company. We have, we're, we've been a watchmaker for that many years. At one point, you know, before the quartz crisis of the, the, the late seventies, you know, we made, we were one of the, the 10 largest watch companies in Switzerland. We made our own movements. We made all of our own stuff. We made 279 calibers from 1904 to 1982. Like we, we had all, you know, we did all those things. And I think, you know, kind of talking about now coming into the PPX and talking into back to our own movements, that's kind of a really a transition or coming back to our roots of, of what we really are and how we do it. And we've always been innovative and that's been always a philosophy of the company is, you know, be innovative, be entrepreneurial, bring a good watch to a large amount of people. It's not about the hand adorned. It's not about, you know, the decorated movements. It's really about uh, industrialized approach to manufacturing and how to bring something that's good to a lot of people. And, you know, again, coming back into that PPX, I mean, that was, that's to the other side. It's like, what's next? What's, you know, what vintage is here, but it's, but it is a trend. It, it is. And that was more of our thought to what the future might hold or where can we go in the future and be, do something totally, totally bold because we can. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that, that piece you know, I remember seeing it come out last year, you know, remember reading all about it and it's like, oh man, I'd love to see one of those in person, but you know, trying to find an authorized dealer, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, unboxing that watch when you sent it to us, I was like, this thing is, this is unbelievable. I mean, the bracelet in the, in the, in the press release photos and photos don't do that bracelet justice. And you know, I've, I, I, you know, over the week that I had it, I, I, Buzz and I kind of both joke, like, the depth, it's not a thick watch by any means at 13 millimeters, give or take. It's not thick, but seeing all the components and seeing how they're all layered, there's depth to that that you don't get because, or that you don't get in other watches because they have a dial covering it all up. I mean, that was exactly. something I grew to appreciate, but the facets on that bracelet, until you see it in sunlight outside and you do that, like, I'm not one to do wrist rolls. I'm, I'm doing one right now. I don't usually do that. But the first, right. I was like, when I got this, like, I got to do a wrist roll with this because just <laughs> seeing the light catch off of those facets, that bracelet really ties the whole thing together. And I mean, why, why exactly. you, if you could talk a little bit about how they, how you guys pursued that, how you decided that that was the look you were going to go for. Cause I mean, it is, it is a phenomenal piece. If nobody, if you haven't seen it in person, see it in person, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I, I felt the same, when I first saw it, I was, you know, I was looking at it and I was like, okay. But then when you see it, when you do see it in person and you actually spend time with it, you put it on your wrist and you see the bracelet, you see the clasp, you see the way that's done, you see the quality of those things. And then you see the movement and you look into it and it can actually see the mainspring turning and how it, like, it's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing piece. And you really, you have to put it on your wrist to really understand what it's about. And it gro- it grows on you. Like it really, when you put it on and then you wear it for a while, it really grows on you and you look at it and you see, um, you know, the creation of this took a long time. Um, you know, the, the, the design aesthetic of this was, or the way this was done was 
we took the engineering team and the design team and they said, you guys get together and make anything you want. If you could make anything you want, what would you make? And this was the result of what came from it. So it had the, the, the watch was, you know, the case was made for the watch, the watch, the movement was made for the case. Like it was all tied together. It's not a skeletonized movement. It was actually built as a skeleton. So it's not like we took an existing thing, took a few pieces off and here you go. It was built as it was. It was made to go in those places. And that's, you know, that's really what happened. And then the bracelet was, how do we make it, you know, how do we make it fit? How does it fit the aesthetic of it? And I think that's what you see in the, in the way the titanium is. Um, the clasp itself, this was another, this was like a six month process to create this, the clasp and the lift on it and the way, you know, we've always had this lift buckle that's a patent of ours, the way it works, but this, the shape and design of it and how it, and how it worked, you know, this was something that was, was a long time in the making to get it right. And, you know, the, the, the one thing about our company and, you know, there's really a strive to make things as good as they can be. And even if it takes a little bit longer and it takes some time and it's there, like there's, there's, we have the ability to be able to do those things. And that's, and that's what you see. And this is really just the encapsulation of all those things together. And this is the product that came from it. So it's uh yeah, it's been, it's been something really amazing. I mean, to, I will just say, and I've talked about, I think on other podcasts and I don't like talking about other brands with, with, with different brands, but I mean, the, the closest thing that I've ever, that I've ever had that that bracelet reminds me that I would, you know, we have a, a, a local retailer who used to be an Audemars Piguet um, dealer. And now obviously okay. they're all own boutique, but they still had a couple Royal Oak chronos in the back that I was like, I like, look, I'm not, I'm not at all able to buy one of these, but like, could I They're like, yeah, you can see it. So I put it like the way that it's polished, but still catches the light. The closest thing that I can, that I've ever had on my wrist that was like the, the PPX yeah. was a Royal Oak chronograph. And I mean, just, Everybody knows what that bracelet's like. Like this, right. the PPX yeah. is right up there. Like that is right there with it. Like the way it catches light, the way it's brushed, but still, you know, glints in the sun. It's not, poly- like it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, there, there's no other way to describe it. <laughs> no. And, it, and I think, you know, when people talk about the price point and, you know, our average price point, when you think about our product, you know, we fall in that sort of, you know, the, the 2000 little, you know, two to 3000 is kind of our sweet you know, where we, you know, maybe top, top end of 2000 into 3000 is where we fall. But the thing about our products is the value proposition you find in our stuff goes the gamut from the, from the, the lowest price point to the highest price point. So, you know, this watch, um, the PPX on a bracelet is 7,600 us dollars. That's the price point for it. But, you know, especially those, you guys, you know, what the value is in this, you're not getting anywhere close to this or above, you know, you got to go into the 15 grand and there's not, there's nothing that's close to 10 day, 10 day power reserve in, in general and mm-hmm. the way it is. So there's not, it's, it's that, it's that, it's that, that value that, that permeates through everything. And I think that's what you need to understand when you think about Oris and you think about our, our line and how it, and how it, and how it works and and why things are priced and where they are it's that value that value is always there oh definitely i mean you look at you look at anything the closest thing i can think of is some of the the, some of the stuff that zenith is doing and that is all north of ten thousand, 
Um, and, and you guys have it on a phenomenal bracelet in titanium with an in-house 10-day power reserve movement for 7,600. And people want to argue that that's not a good value. I mean, com- compared, you're right, compared to some of the other stuff that's more your bread and butter, that is more expensive. But when you yep. look at all the technology and all the stuff that goes into that, yep. you, you can't touch it. It's it's an unbelievable value proposition, even at 7,600 bucks. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is... The, the design is striking. It, it, it is a good looking watch. It's it's like an F-22 for your wrist, right? It, it, it is jet age stuff. But you know what my favorite part of this has, has been? Uh, yeah, past week and a half? The mainspring. It's so <laughs> neat to see how when you wind it all the way up to 10 day power reserve, it's essentially like a solid disc of metal. And to see it change over the that course of a week and a half, it's and then once you're and by the way, take the watch off, look at it from the back while you're winding. Yes, puts do on that. A big, puts on a show. Very do that. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition, then you, you look. The more that you look at the movement, the more you see, and the more that you appreciate. There's no place for poor worksmanship to hide in an open worked watch. Every single gear in there has a it's nice, unique. It, it's not shiny. There's no Cote de Genève because you know what? That's against this watch's ethos, right? This is the future, and it has these this great, consistent kind of subtle matte um when you get in the sunlight and see really catch the different colors of the different gear trains uh, it's amazing that something that the outside you know the the watch case and the the bracelet the design so great but just how much design how much there is to enjoy is happening in that movement and you have a front seat to it because it's open worked and it's they're waiting for you. It's cool. <laughs> and when we launched this last year, I don't know if you guys have have seen this or heard about this, but we um we were we had a VR set up at retail, so like you can actually go in the watch <laughs> in a VR setup and actually come into it and see it. And it was really cool because you get people wow. putting it on and like you're actually in in the movement to really understand what it is. So it was uh it was really unique and it, it was uh. It's cool, but the, yeah, the the watch is just yeah itself. You know, I the the more I spend time with it, like I you know you could tell the more I spend time with it, the more you talk about, it, the more excited you get about it because it's just it's it's good, you know. And you know we're we're not perfect. We're we're not in any way. You know, we're not. We always you know we we can always be better. We always try to be better, do stuff you know. But we always really try to have that attention to detail. Really try to make things as good as they can be. Um, it's really about the product and it's always been about the product for us. It's not about, you know, it's not about the fluff or the celebrity or whatever. It's always about the product. And that's where we've, you know, that's where we continue. That's how we started. That's what we'll continue to do. And, you know, that's what, that's what you see. So, you know, thank you. Thank you for the the compliments. And if there's anything you don't like, I want to hear that too. (laughs) The only thing I would say that, that for me was the loom was, was good. 
But yeah. I mean, it's not a loom because again, it's it, it doesn't have a dot. Like the, the loom was all right, wasn't the greatest, but that's not okay. what that watch is about. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was the only thing. That's right, and I'm really stretching because it was still really. Like, I still have a really cool loom shot of it, but it's like it lasted. It lasted good, but it's like uh, okay. That 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 was like I'm really looking for something here to to try because I really love that watch. <laughs> <laughs> the, Thank you. The, the only thing that I can think of. And it, I've, I've tried to figure out how to do it. And I'm kind of scratching my head because the uh, links already are fairly narrow. Uh, is if you could provide like a half link uh, yeah. or, or some sort of micro adjust. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've, I've got it fitting pretty well. Um, but I've heard, I've heard that. That's a comment I have heard before. So. Yeah. So that's that's something yeah we thank you we'll consider that too so you know so i i actually have not had the opportunity to handle <laughs> this watch yet I you saw uh, it briefly in my driveway i, I saw, I saw it briefly. <laughs> um but not to the extent that these guys have they tend to be hawking it for the most part but i will get my i will get my time but yeah. um i will say like when the pro or the you know to be more i guess cool uh when the ppx came out um it was like one of those things that's like, wow, you know, Oris has been doing amazing stuff with their Diver 65 and their, you know, Big Crown Pointer Day and their Heritage line. Um, but when that came out, that was like the watch that was like, hey, you know, Oris can do amazing stuff that is more pushing the border of what they're known to. Um, and, you know, for a brand to be able to do that, I, I absolutely adore it to push what you what people think you are into something else. And to be, and not even that, just to make that thing that you make to be so successful, I think that's amazing. And, you know, I think that's what I think of the the PPX as, uh, as one of those watches that are like, hey, you know, we're here now, um, you know, watch out. Um, so I'm excited to see where that line goes, especially um, with your in-house movements. I'm excited to see what you guys can do with that. Because if, you know, if you can make something like that watch, the PPX, I'm incredibly excited to see what is going to come from your other lines. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think this, this will be a good year for us. I think, you know, um, people will be happy with what, what else is coming from us this year. So, um, yeah. you know, I'll leave it at that, but that's, uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> so I'm okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now. Yeah. I mean, okay. the, I the like carries... to say it, it's going to be a game changing year. So, but, um, yeah, yeah. That, so. that, that is uh that is very, ex- I mean, the carries fort that you just, you know, that we're talking about that we talked yeah. about a little bit earlier. I'm glad that you mentioned that it was a, a, a multicolored bezel because in the initial pictures, not, not that they are like, I can see it now, but like, I was like, Oh, this looks really cool. And I was drawn to the yeah. orange strap and the orange GMT hand and, and, and the overall aesthetic, but like, it's such a subtle difference between the two different colors on the bezel yeah. and, and, I'm glad you pointed that out because I would notice that. I was like, "Oh man, how'd I miss that?" Because it—that is—I think that is something that when people look at it initially, look at it closely. The bezel is two different colors. It's very subtle. <laughs> it's very neat. Just the 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 two different colors on the bezel, the dial being that. Exactly. I don't want to call it overly bright blue, but like it's 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 the the it's a it's a blue that looks like it belongs on an Aquas. It really does. Yeah. Um, and then the orange GMT hand that matches the the tone of the rubber strap, like it. That watch has a lot going on, but it all works. 
it all it, ties it's, together. It's different. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed out the different the different <laughs> colors on the bezel because like, oh, it's cool. It's like it's like the black bezel that I saw. And the other is like, no, that's two different colors. But it's so exactly. I, I like subtle differences like that. It's the little it's the details that I like, I'm really drawn to in a lot of pieces. And to be honest with you, I haven't seen um, I've seen it in pictures. I've seen it like in an environment, but I haven't actually seen the orange strap yet myself. I've seen the bracelet. I haven't seen the orange strap. I'm really in person because obviously with all the Basel stuff, normally we'd go, we'd see, you know, you'd yeah. see the <laughs> but so we're just, we're just getting them now. Um, so, uh, you know, part of our philosophy of launching products has been to have things ready at, at retail. So like when, when, you know, you want to, we launch something and there's a lot of excitement about it, then this way you can go out and buy it right away. There's no like six month wait for it. And then that sort of thing. So we've been doing that. So I'm excited to see the watch, um, which I'll get to see tomorrow. So I'm, I'm excited. Oh, about that. That's awesome. As enthusiasts, we appreciate it when we get to see something we're excited about it and we don't have to remember it for six months. It's nice to be able to right. say, oh, I can go get that now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. yeah. So it's, uh, it's been, yeah, that's been, we've been, we've been doing that for a little bit of time now and it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been good and people, and people appreciate it really. People, you know, they appreciate being able to do it. You know, the last thing you want to do is make people wait, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 You, so. you, you can't sell a watch that you don't have on hand. Right? Exactly. Yeah, but, even, <laughs> but even, yeah, but even the excitement of like, you know, you're all excited about it and then it's like, okay, I, what am I going to do? I can't get, you know, and then, so you want to make sure you, you get it. So yeah, we're trying, yeah. try to do that. So. And then you know, with the other one that you guys came out with earlier this year, one of the ones that we've you know you've been showing us here a little bit is the is the Momotaro collaboration. How did you guys decide to do that? I mean, I'm I wasn't familiar with that brand um, from the beginning, uh, but I know that that's that yeah, that's just me kind of not knowing you know that the, the that that yeah. that world as much. I know some people you know it's a, it's a big name um, in denim, so I, I'm just kind of yeah. curious as to how you guys decided to do that collaboration. Yeah, I mean they. Um, it obviously came out of out of Japan and some of our our, our work in Japan over there. Um, you know, we wanted to find someone that was very much congruent with our philosophy about product. Momentaro was started very much in the same way. It's a family-run company. They, you know, quality without compromise is with how they their mantra towards their product. Handmade things, just the whole craftsmanship of, you know, a lot of the that stuff fit very much with our design and how we go about doing things and how we go about design philosophy and bringing things together. So, um, you know, in meeting with them, not that I personally didn't do it, um, you know, um, Rolf, our, our uh, global CEO and um, some of my counterparts over in Japan and uh, you know, they met with them and, you know, they just hit it off as people as well. And that's very important, but it's really understanding you know, kind of, they're using, they're still hand making the, the, you know, the yarn on the, on the big looms and they're, um, you know, doing stuff very much the old, the old way to make the quality that much better. So that's, that's how the partnership came about. And then what you see from it, um, you know, the dial, the green dial at first with the blue, it was like, Oh, is that a little bit too much? But then, you know, they sample dial colors and different things and they came back to the first one they did. And it was really, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful piece. So, and, and really to see that one, that's another one you really need to see in person and how all the colors fit has the bronze top ring to it. It's a no date 65, which there's not too many of those. So that's also a, a nice, a nice feature um, that a lot of people like. 
but yeah, it's just a beautiful collaboration. So, yeah, but that's how it, that's how it came about. So, so speaking of collaborations, you guys, and this, this is one of my pet peeves that I, I would like to ask you now that I have you here. Um, but you did a collaboration <laughs> with uh, a watch website that, you know, some people might know. Um, it starts with an H and ends with Odinky. Um, but you did a Diver 65 manual wind for them with the ghost bezel, which looks amazing. Um, but do you guys possibly have any plans to do any more manual wind editions of the Diver 65 uh, in like a non-limited type of a uh, um, Spangler's asking for a watch specifically for himself, I feel here. No, and it's... You know, and I, and I know kind of, you know, when you follow that stuff and you're not able to buy one or you're not able to get something of that, you know, it, it can be frustrating, obviously. Um, you know, there's a certain, there's always a balance between making a limited edition and then making, you know, what it is. So it's like, you know, how many of those can you really, you know, how many could you really have sold, you know, given the pipe, you know, and things are popular and, and that sort of thing. Um, we are always looking at things like that. Um, I wouldn't say that's out of the realm of possibility. Um, but yeah, it certainly, I mean, that was a beautiful watch, obviously. And uh, yeah, we continue to explore things like that. So, um, you know, that's that's what I'll say. I mean, if we're asking for wa- dream watches, a, a 42 millimeter PPX in steel would be, uh... <laughs> for making requests here. <laughs> I'll take request. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my, my my friend at work also was wondering about steel on on the PPX. I think that uh, you could do also a very neat uh, subtle turnograph style bezel with just maybe a loom pip and a uh, a friction deal that you might be able to get Ooh. get some some of that functionality, but still keep it very sleek. Okay. That's that's kind of what I'm. I'm thinking. All right. We're going to set up one of those, you know, when you go to like a dueling piano bar and they take requests and you have to like prep the paper. So we're going to put the two, we're going to put all the watch designers on two sides and then we're going to like put up a jar. All right. You're going to throw it up there. I love it. But no. I love it. Um, no, um, that, would make a, that would actually make a really cool event. I mean, that, that, would be, that would be funny. Actually. It would be. Yeah. So. I, like, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, what you kind of hinted at, I'm, I'm really kind of curious because you know, we, we've talked about, there are certain pieces that, that you guys make that are definitely kind of more of the, the professional kind of great. I, I know the guys at, at the gray NATO talk about, you know, like you you have the depth gauge and the altimeter and, and watches like that, that are very kind of unique to Oris and very complicated to make that I think, I think people kind of overlook because, you know, vintage is the big thing. So everyone's looking at the diver 65. One of my favorites that you guys have done um, that I haven't actually been able to see and, and don't see very often outside of, you know, looking for reviews when it came out uh, was the uh, big crown pro pilot, the GMT. I don't know exactly the name, but the GMT where you turn the bezel and the hour hand moves with it. Like that to me was one of the coolest pieces. That one. Yes. Uh, That guy right there. That one is so cool. It's such a neat piece. Like that one, how did that, like that to me is one of the, the coolest things. Like you rotate the bezel and the hour hand moves with it. How is that not cool? <laughs> yeah. So this is the, it's the world timer that, yeah. that you're seeing. Right. So I think um, what really what you're, when you think about what you were saying about the depth gauge and the altimeter and the world timer, it's really about being innovative. And as a company, 
we always continue to innovate. So even in the times when we didn't make our own movements, we stopped making our own movements in the early 80s, right? When we closed our production down and we, we like most people in the industry, started buying movements from ETA because it saved the industry. It, it helped do that. So, But even when we weren't making our own movements, we were innovating. So we continue to innovate. So the World Timer, the first version of this watch came out in 1998, right? It had two push buttons on the side. It mm-hmm. almost looked like a chronograph. And the push buttons are what moved the the time with what moved the uh, the hour hand around. So last year for the or in 2018 for the 20th anniversary, we basically made it so you could just turn the bezel and it would switch. So that's that's how it that's how it is. So it's okay. Uh, okay so so add that to the PPX in steel <laughs> for 40s. That's what it needs to be. That's what it needs to be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or just to the. A I'll steel just say this. PPX 42 millimeter world timer. Yeah, that. Or to be honest, just the PPX with the world, like a, a some sort of hybrid of those two things yeah. would be so, like, that would be so cool. Because yeah. I, like I love that. I love seeing that work. That, yeah. That, yeah. that is so cool. Just and seeing this, you do that just made my day. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And, and, you know, this watch before, you know, before the, the in house, this was the most complicated watch we made. I mean, in terms of doing this. It has a second time zone. It has a day-night indicator. Mm-hmm. If you actually go back in time, like if you travel you know, back a few hours and you change over the date, the date will actually turn back on this watch. Like it knows, like it's, it's that innovative and it's that complicated that it would know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the thing that, that we made. So we, we made it on the push button. You'll find them in different places. This is the ProPilot version in the black dial, there's also an anthracite, a little dressier version of this. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's a cool piece. So, or I mean, even if you just put the bracelet from the PPX on, like any other, like some combination <laughs> of that is like that is, man. If I had to make my dream Oris, it, it, I I see what it's looking like now. Holy cow! That, that, build a watch. Build a watch. We're gonna yeah. open the, in the mall. We're gonna open build a build a watch. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's the thing. You guys have a lot of cool like. I know everybody, like we said, everybody gets caught up in the Diver 65 is a great line. It's a beautiful line. I love the bracelet. I love what I love the vintage aesthetic. You guys have so much other cool stuff that, you know, like you can hear it in my voice. Like I'm Rose, like the fact that you pulled that out of a dress, like this is awesome. I'm going to get to see it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's one of my, like, you know, and as someone that, well, someone that used to travel a lot, right. It was a good piece <laughs> for traveling. <laughs> you know, traveling time zones or whatever it was always a very helpful and unique unique piece to have i always i enjoy it um very much but yeah it's that but it's that spirit of innovation it's that it's that thing that we that really guides what we do and guides a lot so you know when you think about a depth gauge for example you know yeah it's an innovation but as a diver like it's one of the things that you want to have is is to know the depth and when you think about how it's done there's a channel that's milled into the crystal that just accepts water into the top. It's a double, a double mill crystal and it, and it takes it and it just, as you descend, it measures the depth. And as you, you know, boils principle, it comes out, the water's there. It's just a very simple concept. Other brands do it with like a membrane, something that breaks or, you know, it's $15,000, whatever it is, you know, 35, mm-hmm. our depth gauge 3,500. It's very simple. It's, you know, 500 meter water resistant. It's, it's all those things. And, that's really what what our philosophy and and what it's about. So um, that's how we go about trying to design things and do different things. So, yeah, and I, I really like that. Like 
we can talk about like your heritage line and these and like i love that they're in the same brand like you, you yes. push the boundaries and like have so much technical stuff going on in so many of your watches but then can also draw back to your roots and get like a really technical heritage piece down yeah perfect and that's what i love so much about ors thank you no and we have we have a great team of people and you know it's really a um it, it truly is it's a family and it's it's the way it's and it's it's the philosophy that guides the company it really is that thought process it's the way it is it's that mm -hmm. fierce independence of being able to do you know go our own way like you know it's yeah it's our it's our mantra it's our slogan whatever but it's it's the truth and how it's not just about being financially independent it's it's being independent in thought and being independent in the way that we approach things and how we're able to do stuff and you know and and that's why you know someone like me um, I love working for Oris because it's just, it's that, you know, I, I would not do well in a, in a, not that I wouldn't do well. I don't know, but you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just more like, it's much more who I am too and how I, how I like to do things. And that's, and that's why. So it's, uh, it's yep. great. Uh, so I liked the, the limited edition you guys did with Movember. I've got, got a friend that works for them. Um, yeah, it was a good, it's a good watch. It's a beautiful piece. Um, yeah. And that's just, you know, again, like things like that, Movember, the Movember partnership, kind of who we are as a company too, not just, you know, kind of trying to do things that we, we try to do things that affect the, the arena that we operate in. Obviously we sell a lot of men's watches. We sell a lot of diving watches and diving's the ocean, you know, like, so we try to do things that kind of affect, you know, our, our, what we can affect or what, what we're, you know, where we are. And I think, it's projects like that, whereas also it's the monetary things that go to them, but it's also the awareness of people about those things. And it's an awareness of people, you know, let's, let's be honest, people that are spending, you know, thousands of dollars, or a couple thousand dollars of their hard earned money on a watch, you know, they're also, you know, they're, they're relatively well to, if you, if you're doing that, you, you have the, the mind so you can really, affect change in those things like you can you know when you tell this that story to your friends and your friend group or your people that you work with or deal with and it's really kind of spreading that message among people that have the means and and the ability to really grow the message and make a difference and that's and that's kind of why we we try to do that you know well and i know on one of the other i can't remember exactly which podcast it was because I, I went and listened to i know you've been on worn and wound and on 10 and 2 on one of them you mentioned that you as a brand you guys try to find charities to team up with that when you when you work with them the contribution you'll make will also you know make a difference but then also the awareness that you bring to them will will make a meaningful impact to that charity and i think i think that is something that is is it fits along with your brand but also is a, is a very very great thing to do because there are a lot of good people doing great work out there that right. kind of that kind of goes off the radar and and you all being able to bring your your awareness to it and obviously you all being an enthusiast brand like you said a lot of us who are watch collectors if we're watch collectors and watch enthusiasts that's not exactly an inexpensive hobby i know there's 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 ways it's to do it on, on a budget if you will but like but that i mean you know we are people who you know we're very passionate about one thing but you know seeing the passion that, that goes into what you guys make and then say hey we teamed up with this 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 entity because this makes a difference for them and they're doing something that's impactful. I think that is, that is a phenomenal thing to be doing. Yeah. And I think, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's certainly that, and we do, and we do exactly that. We try to find people because 
you know, we also are a, you know, we're a worldwide company. We, we sell our products in many com- countries. We, you know, we come out with a limited edition piece. It's a worldwide limited edition. So it gets attention, it gets press, it gets all these things. And if you're a small organization doing this work, and then all of a sudden you have this, you all of a sudden have a, a global reach, right? You can get a global reach very quickly. Then that's what, you know, that's what, that's what it, it does. And it's really nice, especially with like someone like CRF, you know, um, in talking about that watch and kind of what they've done from the first time we made the first one or from we first taught, worked with them in 2014 to where they are now in 2020 um, and what happened after 2017. And I'm not in any means suggesting that we're responsible for their success, you know, in whole heart, you know, in, in a whole big way. We contributed to the things that, but, you know, they've worked really hard to get themselves where they are. But again, you know, I'd like to think that we helped a little bit in, in that piece of it along the way. So that's oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's good. And it's just, it's just good work, right? It's just good. It's good things that you do and it's, it's really making a difference for people and, and the things that you, you take up, whether we, you know, it's those guys, we did the red bar limited edition and we raise money for their charity, you know, their charity and stuff like that. So we try to, we try to do the right thing the best that we can. I don't think it goes yeah. unknown. I think I think it, it it's it's definitely something that you all are, are known for, um, and it, it like you said, it goes back further than than it kind of being in vogue to do. And it's something that I think a lot of us definitely appreciate. And it's it's something that's that's actually it's great to see. It's absolutely great to see. Thank you, thank you. So so I, I know we're like reaching a little bit past the hour point of this mark, but <laughs> the bottle and the so bottle's I, not done yet. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, my, my next my next comment might be may need to drink a little bit more here. Um, so I'm gonna go, uh, you know, a little off the rails here, a little bit fun. But you know, we were about the one year, a little bit past the one year, maybe like two or three months uh, of the anniversary of the uh, Oris Bear nonsense of Basel World last year. Um, you know, getting kidnapped and all that yep. kind of nonsense. Um, you know, and I'm a big fan of brands having mascots, and you know, I think in the watch world. I think the Oris Bear is an icon. It is something that no other brand can bring to the table when it comes to you know what they offer. Um, and I I absolutely love. You talked about the we talked about the limited edition chronograph um, before with the Oris Bear on the back. Um, but is there any like thoughts in the future of like bringing the bear into more watches or like having the bear do some more publicity stuff for the brand? Well, I mean, I think you know the 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 bear has has taken on a life of his own um obviously uh, i've spent a lot of time with the bear we've done a lot of things with the bear the bear has been a lot of places he's well traveled um no but it's it's the sort of thing you know when you when you talk about the bear and and the origination of you know it comes from the bear came from something we did back in the, the early part, you know, about 15 years ago. Um, and the person that designed the bears or painted the original bears did stuff. There was a, a racing bear, like in an F1 setup, there was a watchmaking bear, there was an aviation bear and they just painted these bears and there was a big bear and um, in a suit and tie. And, and a few years ago, not, not when he got stolen the year before they decided, let's bring him out. Let's give him a hat, you know, and, <laughs> It just took off and like it just he just got so pot, you know, but it, 
some people have celebrity ambassadors. Some people do that. We have, we have our Baron and, uh, but he gives, <laughs> he, he brings to the table. I think he, he gives a, he makes people smile, right? Like you, you see the bear and it's like, you can't, you can't help but smile at him. Like you, you look at him and you're like, you know, but then he kind of, you know, we've, we've done things. We've brought him out and, and really he's, he's, one of the funniest things to do or one of the one if you if you hopefully will get the chance to see the bear somewhere in person you know in person and then you just watch how people if you stand there and just watch how people react to the bear it, it tells the story you know and you know, we've, <laughs> we've had him from you know in las vegas at our parties and put him on fremont street and watch just like really like watch people like it's hysterical like we 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 put him on fremont street and we walked away like 20 feet away and just left him there and then you watch people like how they react and like what happens to him. And yeah, but he's uh, no, but he's, it, it's, you know, it's, it's more just what, what he represents to us. And, you know, I think during COVID, as you've seen, we've, he's been, you know, we kind of used him to spread the message to spread the, you know, the staying at home, what are you doing to kind of raise people's spirits up and do that. Um, he, was the cat, you know, the way we kind of brought out the local heroes program that we mm-hmm. did, where we mm-hmm. asked people to nominate people from throughout the world that they thought were local heroes. And the bear was very much a part of that program. So, you know, really trying to bring the bear into it. So to your question, yes, I think you'll see the bear. The bear's not going anywhere. He's, he's great. And he's, awesome. yeah, he's part of it. So we have a, I love the bear. yeah, he's been to a wedding before, hasn't he? He has. Um, <laughs> He was at Josh and Vivi's wedding. Yeah, Josh and Josh Shanks and Vivi Shanks. You guys know who they are. So um, I'm watching these to you. It's it's funny. I, I brought that up because Josh is probably one of the few people I doubt he will. I don't know if he'll listen or not. He's one of the few people who knows where my hometown is because I know he's from Kokomo, Indiana. He is, and I'm from is. about I'm from about an. I was literally I just drove through it on uh, on Monday driving back from my hometown. I'm from Mishawaka, Indiana. Uh, about okay. an hour and a half north of where he's from. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so shout out yeah. to Josh and, and yeah. Hoosiers everywhere. <laughs> so, well, I, I, you know, I, I like, like, like Spangler hinted to we're, we're, we're well over the hour mark, but I think it was well worth it. I think our listeners are going to love it. Um, we really appreciate you coming on uh, VJ. It's, it's been, it's been a great spending time with the two pieces we have, uh, the carries Ford edition that is launching, um, I guess you could say today or launched yesterday. Again, I don't know what day we're going to drop this, depending on when we edit it, uh, as Spangler alluded to. He doesn't get paid to edit it, so we'll see when we drop this. Uh, it'll definitely be after the uh, after it's been announced. But uh, we're really yeah, we're really looking forward. The Carry Sport looks amazing. Um, you know, hope it does really well for everyone. I think it will. Just it, 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 again, it's great to being to bring you know to bring attention to, to the work that's being done down there. And, you know, we, we really like what you guys are doing and uh, we're looking forward thank to see what you all have for us next. So uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me really. Thank you. Appreciate what you guys are doing. Obviously very much out of passion, very much out of really just love of watches and that sort of thing. So it's great and keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, thank you very much for having me really do really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed that. And uh, I guess it's appropriate. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Stay Cheers. well. Cheers. To health. You too. Yes, to health. Exactly. Thanks, everyone.